On this episode of Kenny and the Coaches, I talk with new Cash Girls basketball coach Rochelle Crowley. As a player, Coach Crowley played college basketball at Western and Altus and at USAO. After her playing career, Coach Crowley started her coaching career at her alma mater, Duncan. She was an assistant coach there for over six years until recently when she accepted the position of head girls basketball coach at Cash. When I started this podcast, there were a lot of people that suggested I have Coach Crowley as a guest. I'm glad I listened to him. Here's my conversation with Coach Rochelle Crowley. Coach, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with me a little bit. Uh, you're welcome. Now, we were kind of talking off camera. Tell us a little bit about your your college basketball playing days. Um, so I graduated from Duncan in 2010. Um, mm-hmm. tra- uh, went to Western Oklahoma State College in Altus. It's a junior college, and I played two years. Transferred to USAO and played uh, for a couple years and then moved back to Duncan um, and started coaching and teaching. And so that was about 2015-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, my in high school, my coach was uh, Karen Berniger and Carol Garrison. Um, and then my senior year, Coach Garrison, or Coach Berniger, she resigned. Um, her daughter graduated and everything. And so we got Andrew McClung. Um, mm-hmm. I played a little bit my senior year. I ended up uh, sophomore year. I tore my ACL. Maybe that was my junior year. But um, came back and kind of messed my knee up again and had to sit out and finish letting it heal. So yeah. um, I got to play a few games, but it was more of being a leader from the sideline. Um, just yeah. having to make that decision, you know, because I wanted to go play college basketball, um, didn't want to take that chance of tearing my ACL again, my left ACL again, mm-hmm. um, and not getting to go play. So, um, you know, had to be a had to be a, a leader from the sideline and just learn and be there to uh, cheer my teammates on. Do you think that kind of helped you want to be a coach, being having to set out and kind of see it from that point of view? Yes, I feel like you know it was. I was able to see things that, you know, that I wouldn't if I was on the floor, you know. Cause yeah. Some coaches, you know, they're like, hey, you need to do this or block out or be help side or whatever. And then seeing that from the sideline, you know, my coach is like, oh, okay, you know, I get, you know, what my coaches was asking because now I'm seeing, you know, oh, my teammate, she needed to be in help side or she needed to do this or do that. Um, and so from the sideline, you're able to see a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yep. And – uh how did you adjust from, you know, once you got back into playing, how did you adjust from being player to a coach? Because like you were telling me, you were, you graduated and then like the next Monday you're, you're starting coaching, you know? So kind of, how did you adjust from being a player to a full-time coach? Yeah. Well, I actually, when I, I graduated December 5th, 2015, and then started, uh, started at Emerson elementary in Duncan, uh, December 7th. Um, so I came in the middle of the school year, and they didn't have any coaching positions open at the time. Oh, so yeah. the head the head coach at the time was Grant Givens. Um, mm-hmm. So he put me on the uh, he gave me a position at the middle school uh, that following uh, season. Um, so uh, I already knew that you know I wanted to be a coach. Um, one of my dreams was to you know become a head co- uh, head basketball coach and move back to my alma mater. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know sometimes God has you know other plans for us and sometimes the plans that we have you know don't work out the way he has mm-hmm. um so i feel like it was all it's all you know you know what he had planned for me um but you know it's it's definitely different being uh, a coach than a player because you know it's a lot of things that are the coaches ask my coaches you know used to ask of me 
And it's the same things that, you know, I'm asking my kids to do, you know, staying low on defense, moving your feet, Mm -hmm. uh, following through on your your free throw or your jump shot or whatever, uh, and communicating on defense is some of the same things that my coach used to say to me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Now, coaching at your alma mater, how has that experience been for you? Say that again. Oh, I'm sorry. Say, coaching at your alma mater, what has that experience been like for you? Um, it's been a really great experience. Uh, you know, they opened it. You know, they gave me an opportunity to come back. And, you know, starting at the middle school program, I was uh, able to develop those relationships with those younger kids um, and just, you know, learning them and, you know, you know, letting the game, showing them that the game is fun. Uh, and then, you know, whenever – I had the opportunity, Coach Fitz, he ended up moving me up. And this was after Grant Gibbons. He took a position in Weatherford. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was able to, you know, move up to the high school level and assist. But even those kids that I had in middle school, they were, by this time I got moved up, they were, you know, freshmen, sophomores at the high school level. So I had already been around them. They already know what I expected. They knew, they knew my expectations. They knew what type of coach I am. And then they knew what they were getting. So it was, it was kind it was an easy transition. Um, you know, just being around those kids and them already knowing what type of coach I am. Yeah. How do you believe that's kind of prepared you for becoming the new head coach at cash? Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you. Um, I just, I, I'm still overwhelmed with, you know, God is definitely, he's done some great things in my life. Uh, and I just feel like all of it was just preparation. Yeah. Um, me being able to, you know, learn these kids, know their strengths and weaknesses. Um, it's definitely helped me in many ways. Um, just building those relationships with them, working on areas that I need to improve in, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one year, Coach Fitz, it was, you know, when he was at the high school, he ended up getting sick and had to resign and things like that. But that year, um, Coach Florida and I, we definitely stepped up and helped him in big ways. Um, and so he had me, you know, I was making the practice schedules, running the practices and everything like that. And, you know, he would help. But we just had to step up as assistant coaches mm-hmm. and, you know, help him. Um, and there are some things like on the schedule that he's like, hey, let's not do this or let's add this in. Let's add an extra conditioning drill. But, you know, he let me step up and I'm glad I was able to step up and help him because I feel like it was preparation to help me to this next level in my career. Yeah. Now, you kind of spoke on this a little bit. Do you feel like the timing has been right for you to become a head coach or is it something that you've been trying to be for a while and just now getting the opportunity? I feel like it's both, you know, like yeah. I said, one of my goals was to move back to Duncan, you know, my alma mater and become a head coach. And like I said, sometimes things don't work out how we plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's been one of the things I've had to, um, you know, sit back and, you know, take in like God, he already has this, this life of ours planned out. And, you know, sometimes we want things like, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this by this age or I'm going to ex- accomplish this by this. And mm-hmm. the way we want it is not how God already had it planned out. Absolutely. And then I just feel like everything was on his timing. Uh, and when it was that time, he presented that opportunity. Yeah, I'm, I, I, that's funny you say that. I remember one time as a young coach, I'd actually wrote down on paper, like, this year I'm going to be this, this year I'm going to be that. And it, it <laughs> obviously hadn't worked out that way, you know. But you are 100% right on that. It, 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 it'll it happen when it's going to happen. Yeah, and it's, you know, that's, you know, one thing. I, I have a spiritual mentor from church, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when the position at Duncan opened up and um, they chose another candidate, and, you know, 
I I stayed, but it was just like, wow. And then I had to sit back and, you know, take that in. Like, yeah, it was disappointing. It was frustrated. But when you start looking at it from a spiritual aspect, it's like, okay, this is, you know, this is not what God wanted. Mm -hmm. You know, he was obviously, you know, was not my time. Um, So he wanted to prep me. He wanted to mold me more. Um, And, you know, two years later, he presented an opportunity, that same dream of, you know, that same goal of me wanting to be a head coach, but it was somewhere else. Um, So Mm -hmm. it's like I said, it's all his timing. And that's one thing that um, has helped me mature in the coach that I am Mm -hmm. and, you know, realizing, hey, when it's his time, he's going to present that opportunity. He's going to open that door for you. Um, But in the meantime, you have to continue to work hard. You have to continue to do do everything and get ready for that position. Yep. Yep. Now, what what is Cash getting as a head coach? Who is Rochelle Crowley and what does she bring to the table? (laughs) <laughs> Cash is getting a head coach that's going to come in and work hard for those students. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're going to get great commitment out of me. They're going to get loyalty. Um, and Rochelle Carr, she brings energy. She brings passion. Um, and she she brings care. You know, I care for the students. Um, and I'm, I'm ready to get to work. And I feel like, you know, it's my, it's my time. Um, and not only is, you know, I – not only that I want to be a head coach, but I know what my purpose is in life. Um, and just, you know, just like I, I've molded and built relationships with students in Duncan, I'm going to do the same thing at Cash because I know what God, God wants of me. I know what my purpose is, and I'm, I'm walking in my purpose. So they're going to get, you know, they're going to get a great Rochelle Crowley. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Have you already got your kind of summer ball schedule planned out? And, and how, uh, how important oh, or how important do you feel like that time is going to be, especially this year, for you to get to know your girls and your coaching staff? Yes, I'm, I actually met my girls, uh, my middle school girls, got to talk to them, hand out, you know, our summer schedule, had to make a few tweaks here and there, uh, met my high school girls, met my coaches. Um, my coaches, you know, Jeff Fletcher and Carmen Glenn, they're great coaches. Um, they're mm-hmm. coach, coach, coach Fletcher, excuse me. He used to coach at Serial. Um, coach Glenn, she's a, mm-hmm. she's a native. She's been in cash for a while. Uh, so they know those girls and it feels, it feels amazing to have them on my staff. Coach Fletcher, he's been a coach for a long time. So he's been around basketball. He's familiar with it. Um, and so it's great that I get to learn and have them on my staff. Um, but as far as the summer schedule, yes, we do have things planned out. We have our team camps, got some open gyms uh, oh, uh, on the schedule, mm-hmm. some fun day, and they got a team building day planned. But I do feel like it's very important um, to be with those girls, to be uh, with our staff, because we got to get that bond together mm-hmm. um, and just, you know, learn in each other's personalities. Um, and then the summer, you know, I get to observe. I get to see, you know, the girls when they, you know, they're playing, see what their strengths and weaknesses are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, as far as the team building day, we do, I want to do that. So, you know, we can build that team chemistry with one another and just to have a fun day, you know, no, yeah. no coaching, yep. no, no running plays, no, no plan, just fun day for the coaches and players. You know, they get to see if I'm a good golfer or <laughs> a good bowler or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then, you know, we have our open gyms and it's just an opportunity for those girls to get in, work on their shot and get get better so yes i'm very excited for that summer schedule mm-hmm. and very uh, excited to be around these girls yep now the girls the girls basketball program there they've had some success in the past i mean it's been a little bit since they've been uh been in the state tournament i think it's been like over five years since they've been in the state tournament 
I know it's real preliminary right now, but what do you feel like you're going to have to do to get the program back to that state tournament type team? Yes, Cash, they, they've definitely had a lot of success in, uh, over the years. And I even, you know, when we used to play them back, back in 2010, I can't say back in my day because it hasn't <laughs> been that long ago. Uh, but, you know, yeah. they, they can go, you know, they can go. Um, and I just feel like sports, you know, they've, it, it's changed tremendously yes. since, you know, back mm-hmm. when I played. Mm-hmm. One thing I, you know, I have to do is, you know, keep building that middle school program, keep getting these younger kids out. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to keep kids in sports. Nowadays, it's, it's too easy for, you know, kids to quit and not just stick with it. Absolutely. Um, you know, they, they're yeah. going to, they're doing different stuff nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've, I, you know, I've noticed with even other programs, um, the transition from them going from eighth to ninth grade, that's where you're losing a lot of kids. Yeah. Um, and it's not just cash, um, a lot of programs, you know, even, yeah. you know, this year mm-hmm. we played, we had some freshman games, but some teams, you know, Altis, Cash, other teams um, didn't have enough, you know, for a freshman che- team. Wow. So, you know, I also feel like my, you know, my face has to be shown in those middle school games, those tournaments. Kids mm-hmm. need to know that, you know, I'm investing my time in them um, and I want them a part of my program. And, you know, once they, once that happens, I can build those relationships with those kids and, you know, work on building my, my program. And, you know, once you do that, those, you know, those kids will work hard for you. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. Know, I want that, you know, that, that state tournament type team, mm-hmm. we will be back. Um, right. It's not going to happen overnight, and I understand that. Uh, and, you know, the administration, they understand that. But we're going to work hard day in and day out to get back to that, that type of team. How, how important do you feel like building relationships are just in, in sports in general? I think it's very important. If you don't have that relationship with those kids, mm-hmm. you know, you, you they're not going to work or, you know, I had one one girl in seventh grade. And, mm-hmm. and so every day, she, you know, she come to practice and I'm like, I can read body language very well. And mm-hmm. shout out to my old coach at USL, my assistant, Leandra Johnson. She used to get on me all the time. <laughs> car, fix your face. Fix yeah. your face, car. You yeah. know, stop mm-hmm. pouting, whatever. And mm-hmm. there was times where, you know, I would I didn't even have an attitude. I was just so locked in. Yeah. Um, but I had this, this young uh, player when I started coaching, and I just realized and, you know, watched her. I'm like, she got an attitude. She got an attitude. Um, but the mm-hmm. more I coached her, the more I got to be around her and, uh, you know, talk to her and things like that, I just noticed that was just her. That was her personality. When mm-hmm. she get out there, she just she's locked in. And not all the time do these kids, you know, players have attitudes. It's just sometimes they just zoned out or they're, you know, they're locked in just because yeah. they're not smiling. You're not going to smile every day, you know, during, you know, <laughs> playing and everything. Yeah. Uh, but so you got to you got to know your players. You mm-hmm. got to know your players. And then, you know, go, coming in, hey, you know, hey, Maddie or hey, how was your day? You know, yeah. get to know them because some kids, they deal with different stuff just like, you know, us adults. Mm-hmm. You know, they go through things, too. So, you know, getting to know them. Building those relationships, I feel, is very, very important. Uh, and, you know, I've done that. And I've had kids, when once they graduated, write me notes and, Coach, thank you, you know, for everything you've done in my life. If it wasn't for you, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know how I would have stuck this out or did this or whatever. Um, and so, you know, once they write those notes, you know, when they graduate or, you know, senior night and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and they hand you, you know, you've done a great job and you know you, you, you what you've done because, you know, they see it. And yes. they see it, they, they'll work they'll work for you and they'll always remember that. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it feels really good when you get those notes or when they tell you or send you a text or whatever. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hey, I'm doing what's right. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Now, I, I see that your husband is the executive director at the Boys and Girls Club in Lawton. Is that is, is that right? Yes, sir. You know, yes. So I'm assuming that you're involved with that as as well. How important is that for you and your family? Yes, I'm involved when I can be because, you know, we're both, oh, yeah. you know, coaching, yeah. you know. So whenever um, I can be available um, when my schedule allows me to be, um, both of our careers actually involve us working around kids. So we both enjoy that, and that's one thing that's very important to us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have a one-year-old now, so uh, my, hus- my husband ended up having to coach a 12-year team this year. Um, Tevin Foster, he got picked up by a semi-pro team, and so mm-hmm. uh, Jacoby helped him out or whatever. So he ended up, you know, sticking it out with those boys. So once our season, you know, died down, I was able to go and support him and uh, many of their games or whatever. But you know, my husband, they have great staff workers, and the kids love my daughter. Yeah. And I, so I come up there. They, hey, Coach Crowley, what you doing? You know, I'll sit up there and watch TV or play games with them. I'll get in there and play some ball, and mm-hmm. you know. And I've had a, I had a small little camp with them, a skills camp, or whatever, and work oh, with yeah. them. Um, but they enjoyed it and gave them some snacks and things like that. So just being around them, you know, they they love it. They they love it. I think they love my daughter more because she be dancing <laughs> and trying yeah. to yell at them and. They like picking her up, and sometimes I'm like, all right, y'all give her a little room. Let her Just let her walk. Especially when she started walking, they was all over the place. I want Naomi. And, yeah. Whew. So, yeah, they it's a, it's a great environment, and it's some, they got some great kids there. Yeah. Now, and kind of to piggyback off of that question, how, how important is it for you to be a role model? I mean, not only for girls, but for young black girls. Because, I mean, there aren't. There aren't a lot of female coaches, and let alone female black coaches. How important is being a role model for you? Um, I feel like it's it's very important. Uh, girls and even black girls in general, they need us. They need somebody to look up to. Mm-hmm. Um, they need a person like me to look up to. And I feel like my life should be inspiring, inspiring these young ladies to chase to chase their dreams, to accomplish the goals that they want to accomplish. Um, and it, it doesn't matter if uh, of your skin color, where you come from, if you come from money. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you can you can go chase your dreams. Um, yep. I didn't come from money. Um, I stayed in Duncan, um, stayed with my grandparents. My aunt had to take us in, you know, mm-hmm. um, back when I was younger and things. My mom struggled with drug addiction and things like that. So I had my grandparents, you know, raising me until, you know, my grandfather died in 2001. And then my grandma, she started suffering from uh, dementia and Alzheimer's or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so my aunt had to step up and, you know, take us in. Um, my mom was in and out of prison, like I said, struggling with the drug addiction. Um, so uh, just showing these girls that you don't have to be a statistic. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. parents, you know, they go through things, you know, alcohol or drug addiction or in and out of prison and things like that. Um, I could have easily went down that same road. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have to use, you know, some people use that as a crutch. Don't use it as a crutch. Absolutely. Use it to, to overcome, to get better. All right, well, Coach, uh, I always like to end on kind of a less serious uh, question. Who was your favorite player growing up and why? Alan Iverson. <laughs> wow. You're uh, the... back when, yeah, back when I, uh, I was in middle school, uh, my cousin braided my hair. It was like one of the styles that yeah, I used to wear his hair. Uh-huh. Uh, and so my teammates were like, oh, my friend Tyler, he was like, 
Rochelle, you got those AI braids. You got those AI braids. And then I just always thought that my crossover was just like AI's. And I just used to watch him, just watch how he played. And, um, and just I just loved him. Uh, so that was one of my that was one of my favorite players. And, wow. you know, those AI braids, they took forever to take down. And they took forever to take down. <laughs> but, yeah, Allen Iverson was my, one of my favorite players. Man, you're the second. I've asked that question only one other time, and it was the same person. Wow. I know. That's crazy. That's crazy. I was, I've was. i been expecting, like, I'm going to have to get into the LeBron-Jordan debate and all that. But, yeah, I mean, that's – I can't argue with AI. I mean, he was – I always loved watching LeBron, him play. LeBron, he, he's okay. Uh, Uh-oh. If I had to get in that, that type of debate, I'm going with Kobe. <laughs> uh, I'll Kobe. Yeah. Uh, LeBron, he, he, he's a good player. Uh, but – Kobe, I like a lot of characteristics, and you know he is—he had a consistent schedule. He's, he's waking up early in the work. He's not making excuses for nothing. Yeah. Uh, and just him overcoming a lot of things, uh, and you know a lot of that is motivation. Uh, yeah. And so I—I I, I like Kobe. Definitely yeah. like Kobe. Well, Coach, I'll let you go. I know you're busy. I uh, just want to congratulate you again on your newest endeavor as head coach in, at Cash, and we're all looking forward to seeing how successful you'll be, and we know you will be. Yes, thank you for this interview. Thank you for the opportunity to, you know, you know, sit down and, you know, talk with me. And like I said to those young ladies out there uh, and those ones that's chasing your, you know, chasing your dreams, um, they, not, they don't happen overnight. Uh, it takes time, um, but you have to put in the work. Don't think don't think things are going to be handed to you. Um, you got to go put in that work. Um, and once you do put in that work and you get that position, you get that opportunity, what you going to do after that? Um, so thank you, Kenny. I really appreciate it. You Bulldogs. Coach Crowley's message of determining your fate and letting things come to you in time is one that we can all learn from. It'd be great if everything we wanted was right there when we wanted it and didn't have to work for it. There's something to be said for being patient. Maybe you aren't ready for it yet. Maybe the timing isn't right. Or maybe there's a better place for you out there. A lot of times you can't control that, but what you can control is you. You can be the best player, coach, employee, employer, etc., etc. You can be. You can be the best version of you every day and everything else will fall into place when it's supposed to. Thanks for listening to Kenny and the Coaches. Go ahead and subscribe to my podcast and tell others about it. It's Kenny and the Coaches. That's Kenny with an E. Until next time.